I'm Mandy Miranda. And what I want to be creating and what I have created in my lifetime is audio first content and music. There are a million other things that I want to do. But the one thing that I constantly come back to is really creating music. And by music, I don't mean something that is just for myself to feel good up on a stage. I mean, things that capture experiences that I have had that I hope could help others, which sounds already self-aggrandizing. And we're doing a podcast about creating and I can't even stand myself talking about it. <laughs> that's what I want to do. What about you, Danielle? But I feel like that's the benefit of music, though, right? Is that it's someone else putting into words feelings that you can't. Right. And I don't think that's self-aggrandizing. I can't say that word it's too early and it's um, and it's (laughs) melodic yes exactly so it just happens to be catchy feelings exactly it's one of the reasons I love Taylor Swift I'm sorry I know you hate me (laughs) no I don't and in talking about creating I realize that the only time that anyone actually gets upset about other people's creations is when they're not able to make their own and that is where all of all of the energy and all of any anger or jealousy comes from is when you aren't putting in the time Mm -hmm. to create for yourself, it opens up a lot of free space to do the easier thing, which is criticize others. I just remember, and I know I'm going off topic from our intros and I'll do mine after this, but I remember I was talking to uh, my friend Jill once and I was we were talking kind of talking about like the general thing of like, Hey, I feel stuck, blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, have you listened to the How I Built This podcast? And she was like, no, because it makes me so mad and jealous that I can't listen to it. I feel that. My name is Danielle Messler. Danielle is messy on Twitter. In terms of creation, I've always geared more towards writing and visual photography, Photoshop graphics kind of things. And I used to do it a lot in high school and then kind of just stopped because I was like, what is this going to do with my career in political science? But really want to write a book someday. I am writing one now, slowly but surely. That's what I'm working on creatively. Today, we're talking about people or things or places that made us question our creativity. What is it about high school and going off to college or even earlier in your life that made you stop creating? I think there's been a couple things along the journey. There's the, you know, stereotypical story of fifth grade art teacher being like, "Mm, not that good at this, probably shouldn't do it going forward. That specific instance comes to mind, but it's more so that general theme of not being immediately good at it. So not thinking I was talented and viewing creativity and art in general as something that you needed to be talented in in order to pursue, which is wrong. (laughs) Did you think that subconsciously or is is that just looking back, you go, that was the moment that I designated that creating an art is something that you're born with? Or do you think you had that realization at the time? That's a good question. And I don't know. I feel like it was just kind of always there. And I don't know where it came from until I was a little bit older. And then I was like, no, like you just have to keep doing it and then you get better. <laughs> I think it was when I I had that realization a couple of years ago after doing there's this thing called sip and script and it's these like two women that like love calligraphy and I've always like really liked lettering because it's pretty and seems calming and uh did they do like a class so you pay and they do uh you make little like letter cards and you 
drink because what else do you do? Um, and, (laughs) and I started doing it and like, I was just like, so frustrated with how it was coming out at first. And also that I, they have like a little contest and I didn't win in the class and I was very mad because mine was great. I thought. And then I kept doing it and then it just like I don't know it just clicked I was like wait I'm getting like so much better at this which is like duh like you practice at something you get fucking better but I never had linked that to like art or creativity it's not duh though because when you think about an ode to to the doubters and the things that stop you from doing things for yourself whether that's creating or doing something that's good for your health or just good for your soul the biggest doubter of all is fucking society and so when you aren't getting something back for the work you put in, in our world, you naturally just don't do it. Right now we're sitting here recording the first episode of something that we don't know where it's going to go. But even just the mere act of doing it means that we'll get better at it. We don't get paid mm-hmm. for it. We don't get accolades for it. And that's at the core of art is that you just have to do it for you in a world where we're so trained to do something for everyone yeah, else. And it's... It's funny, especially right now during the quarantine, because what is everyone turning to to pass the time? Some form of art, whether it's television, reading, baking, which I think can qualify as a form of art. Absolutely. (laughs) And creativity. Yeah, food is definitely art. And it's funny because that's like exactly what everyone is turning to. And yet there's this like view that it's this like crazy pipe dream to like work on movies or work on TV shows. Um... And I think that that turns a lot of people away too. And I think I had that a bit that like, oh, this isn't a serious career because I'm not good at it. So it's just a hobby. But how did you lose your creativity? I have a reverse story, which is my entire life up until adulthood was nothing but creating. And I had no idea that that's what I was doing it. It was something I was naturally drawn to, which will make most people sick to their stomach because I think a lot of challenge, the challenge of creating is I don't feel like it comes naturally to me. But for me, these are things that I know now looking back and I've always been drawn to music. My mom's form of entertainment for me as a kid was popping me in front of the TV and putting on Sound of Music. I ruined that VHS. My Fair Lady... Sound of Music, you know, West Side Story, things like that. So I was just constantly being like exposure therapy to life mm-hmm. through song to the point where I I lived my life as a musical. I walked down the street and I'm like, look at that bag. Isn't it neat? <laughs> you know, like I, this is how my brain works. When you ask the question, like, who was the first person that planted the seed of doubt in your head? I would say that I was really on a path to go to school for something like an English or literary studies until my senior year of high school when I had an AP English teacher who rightfully challenged me on things, but also took some of the wind out of my sails. Our assignment was to just write a poem that had an an extended metaphor in it. And I got really kitschy clever. This was when we were just coming out of the Iraq war situation with Bush as president. And I decided to write a poem in the shape of an American flag where the column would be one poem, which was basically fuck <laughs> everyone. And the, the poem read horizontally, we are the land of the free and this is a beautiful place. And he didn't think that it was clever yeah, at probably all. probably because Florida. And he, I got, was this in Florida or Georgia? Yeah, know. there's, yeah. 
<laughs> it was in Florida. <laughs> you know, I, then I fell back on music. But to get to the actual point, which is the meat of what the fuck planted or what stopped me from creating, the last time I ever genuinely created uninhibited and wrote a song and recorded it and got it across the finish line was in 2011. And it's now May 5th, 2020. And what has happened in between 2011 and 2020 is a thing called adulthood and career and responsibilities. And this sounds whiny and privileged, but it's, it is whiny and privileged. And it's also the part of life that stops people, which is you get sucked into this machine of needing to provide for yourself, provide for your family, shit happens. Some people have to move home and become caretakers and you just throw yourself into the work that you're doing in order to make sure that you have all the things that you mm-hmm. need. <laughs> you shelter, shelter food. And unless you make the time to create inside of this whole mess, um, it's just never gonna happen. So for me, the thing that I am currently working on that completely debilitated or what I thought debilitated my ability to create was mm-hmm. work. Yeah. <laughs> that simple. <gasps> work, the people, the some of the people at work who just, you know, say things about the work that you provide that make you go, oh, then I suck at that. At the age of 25, someone saying you suck hits a little bit harder than at the age of 17, where I had this uninhibited view of life where oh, fuck you, senior AP English teacher. You can be written off because I have my rebellion about me. But at 25, when you need to make things happen, make ends meet, get out of debt, just mm-hmm. get shit done, you don't really have the luxury of holding and middle fingers like up. So that's the thing I'm Those sources of, I guess, doubt get a little bit more legitimate in our eyes too because it's like we're so tied to this idea of monetizing and being successful as the barometer for being valid and like that's not true like if it helps you 100% express your feelings or thoughts or learn new things like that's totally worth the time you just need 10 minutes a day and that's fine and of course there's there's a another episode I feel like we just have to go through this and pull out all the topics which is different people are going through different things and when we're talking about we live in a transactional society where your time equals money. And if you can't find the dollar sign, then immediately it goes into the, as far as cost benefit, that's nothing but some cost for me. It obviously depends on your income, where you are in your life. At, at 31 now, with almost 10 years of a professional career under my belt, I now feel like, okay, I can breathe a little bit. And oh, we happen to be in lockdown where in between 10 fucking <laughs> thousand Zoom calls, I can actually pick up the guitar that's sitting right in front of me. Whereas if I'm going to work from nine to six and I'm commuting in between, picking up a guitar becomes a, a less of a sexy topic. Trying to get into the mindset of just mm-hmm. three minutes is better than zero. And it sounds really, it sounds dumb. Yeah. It sounds like a total waste of time. Um, if you're just going to do three minutes, it's almost like I'm just going to walk for three minutes and hope I lose mm-hmm. 20 pounds. But it's like That's if you how walk it, three minutes it sounds. every fucking but, day, then you might lose 20 pounds. 
this is a question that I had this morning for myself, which is if we could see where we end up, it would be a totally different situation. Instead of being able to see the future, you have to create the future. And that is so fucking hard when you're Mm -hmm. down and out or battling depression. If anyone could see it, they would know that my hands are up and I'm doing jumping jacks because that's a major thing. Being too depressed to do anything but collect a paycheck. And this morning, I guess the, the question that I would ask you is what would you say to your 20 year old self you're about to go into the professional world and what is as far as creating is concerned or maybe a passion whether it's reading or writing what would you say now to that person in order to get them out Mm -hmm. of you know just going through the motions just fucking start somewhere and it's something that like I internally call like blank page syndrome of like used to be like looking at like even just like you know a blank page of like printer paper and like wanting to draw or write something or even like a blank page in a notebook and just being like so overwhelmed by the blankness of it of like making a mess and not getting it right on the first time and blah 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 and having that mental switch to like no the point is to make a mess because then you clean it up and like that's the product you don't like you know vomit out the perfect first draft so I think I'd tell my little baby self at 20 years old (laughs) now that I'm 30 (laughs) one could argue that's an adult I did not act like an adult (laughs) um no really not what is do we ever Um, no I think and I don't know how I'd put it into words but just have that mindset shift of stop being afraid of fucking up and just get used to it because you're not fucking up like it's not life or death like no one's gonna care if you crumple up a page because you don't like what you wrote kind of thing and it doesn't mean you're bad at it it means you're getting better there is no such thing as someone Mm -hmm. is just talented and therefore they are successful do your paint make your excel write your pages eventually they start to look like a collection of something Mm -hmm. all right First episode in the bag. We did it. In the bag. We recorded our first episode.